Coming up, we're going to explore empathy, a soft skill that everyone can benefit from, but it's poorly understood and often overlooked. We're going to help you see its value, understand it, and learn how to develop it. All that and more in just a few seconds. Welcome to Serious Soft Skills, where we help you unleash the power of soft skills. Here are your hosts, Dr. Tobin Porterfield and Bob Graham. Take it away, guys. Welcome to Episode 9 of Serious Soft Skills. I'm Bob Graham, and with me as always, at least so far, is Dr. Tobin Porterfield. We each teach college, we collaborate on researching soft skills, and we both have used and seen others use soft skills in various jobs over our careers. We think our experience and expertise give us a unique lens for looking at soft skills, and we're going to show that to you in the next couple of moments as we talk about empathy. But before we talk about it, Toby, I want to define empathy. So empathy is defined as the ability to experience and relate to the thoughts, emotions, and experiences of others. Now, let's compare it with sympathy because we often confuse those two. Sympathy is being able to understand and support others with compassion and sensitivity. So sympathy is understanding, whereas empathy is experience, being able to experience and relate to the thoughts and emotions and experiences of others. So I think just in those two definitions, we see that empathy is deeper than sympathy. Sympathy is a lower threshold of activity that's going on. Can you sort of go a little deeper for us? Yes, I would say this is one of those topics where we're going to have some feedback from uh, you out there that hear it uh, from different experiences. And I do struggle with the sympathy side because we, we do want to express that, because, but it often becomes just polite response. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. I'm sorry you. But it's, it often can be so superficial. And when we're talking about empathy, we're really talking about uh, a depth of, and you use the word uh, understand, but uh, a depth of appreciation, a depth of really, and, and I like that old definition, to walk a mile in another man's shoes, that you really... I get it. I get why you're frustrated. It, I'm sorry you're frustrated, but I really get it. And and here's what we can do about it. So at the impact that empathy can have on an organization is that depth of relationship and, and the critical role of, of empathy in truly developing and maintaining relationships. It's a, it's a shared experience, really, right? So if I talk about a situation that was difficult for me, um, for instance, my father died two years ago, and I was talking to someone who had just had his father die, and we were able to talk in a way that wasn't just superficial, oh, I'm so sorry. We started talking about that, you know, you'd hear your father's voice at various times of the day. You, you're in the club of people who lost a father too, so you're, you're nodding with me because you know what that's like. And so you could be empathetic in that case. Until my father died, I thought when friends' parents died, it was just, oh, well, you know, I'm so sorry, that's terrible. But it's deeper now. And you talk about that shared experience. And with this person, we had a bond that's really deep over that one little maybe 90-second discussion of hearing the voice of your father even though he's gone. And, right. and Go ahead. And then, yeah, that is 
when and can you find that think about that in a work situation we're not usually talking about those types of things but that's what's going on underneath the layers in a work situation there are family pressures and experiences that people bring with them into the workplace and empathy allows us in a careful way to to engage in those and and i think when there's a shared experience that certainly makes empathy uh, maybe a little bit easier, but if I haven't had that same experience, then then it's incumbent upon me to to use good listening skills and to ask questions and help me understand how that feels, and and not just blow, blow it off and say, oh, I'm sorry, you know, that that happened, but to really ask those more probing questions that allows me to understand what you're going through, even though I haven't potentially, but that I can appreciate where you are. Well, I think and certainly from a personal level, that's really powerful in relationships. Yes. I'm sorry to cut into you, but I was going to say um, in, in my world at one point I was a newspaper reporter and so much of being a reporter is asking questions and being empathetic because you've got to you've got to talk to that person who was involved in the fire, you know the person who was involved in the plane they thought was going to crash, in a tornado, uh, you name it. You're constantly asking people questions, and they don't respond if you just go tell me your story, and here we go. You've got to develop that shared experience, that rapport, and 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 not make them feel like it's a story. But it's their story. And I think that's one of the things that empathy really brings about is we start to get to share what's our story, what's behind the mask or what's behind the surface. And as we get into that, we start to develop trust, shared experience, and that leads to additional opportunities. You and I have certainly seen it. Uh, You know, if you go back to our first breakfast Remember when we were looking at the book, we were reading a book together and sort of talking through a book at the very beginning of our relationship? We've come a far away from there now that we share very detailed, intimate things because we've shared a lot with each other, and that grows over time. And I think, frankly, that's what enables us to do these podcasts is we have a shared trust for each other that this is not as scripted out as some people might think. And we've pulled curveballs on each other, and it's if someone pulls a curveball, it's because, hey, you know what? I think this is the right thing, and we trust it's the right thing. And that's different than just us saying, hey, let's do a podcast. Here's what the topic's going to be. Go. And I think that's a great example of what empathy allows us is empathy allows us to deepen that relationship, build that trust, and it opens the doors to additional opportunities, which I think is where the value is to an organization, right? Exactly. Let's And let's turn that because uh, as you're listening out there to this discussion, there's that possibility that you might hear this and go, yeah, I just need to be sappy at work and, you know, <laughs> all those conversations that go on. But, uh, but then at the same time, we don't want to turn this and say, well, there's just this ulterior motive. So, uh, you know, Please pretend to be empathetic because you're going to get these benefits. What we want to see for organizations is that by understanding, knowing, engaging at a greater level, I suddenly know more about the people I'm working with, the experiences they have, where they might just be responsible for for developing this or typing this or, or preparing that. 
And I suddenly realized, oh, you have experience. Oh, Bob, you, you used to be a journalist. Oh, Bob, you know, maybe you could help us understand this. And so we have the opportunity to be innovative in new ways, to uh, creative thinking, problem solving, because now there's additional levels we can draw from that at the surface we would be at a, at a resume level and say, oh, well, I see you know Microsoft Excel, so go make a spreadsheet. And then that's great. But if we can operate at a level where I understand and appreciate your experience and I don't – I haven't had that life experience and you bring it and we can integrate that into some of our situations, we're operating our organization at a whole, whole new level. And that new level leads to additional opportunities. It, it, it really does spark creativity at all levels. And I think the other thing, and I said, I've said twice, I think so far, but it, in, it engenders that trust that really is critical to be able to take the next step in organizations. If you don't trust the people you're working with, it's really hard to advance anything because everyone's worried about their own skin. You know, am I going to have a job? Is this going to work out? What's in it for me? Whereas if you're in that situation where you're in it to win for the organization, everyone gets cared for along the way because you're leveraging your strengths and I think when empathy allows us to see people's strengths, it really helps us position ourselves and others to be more successful, which makes going to work each day a whole lot more fun. If I had to do spreadsheets for these podcasts, I would go crazy. The production stuff I do is great. You do some of the other things for it, and we have a really good partnership because we know each other's strengths through those discussions and understanding life experience. You know, if we had to do photography, I know you've done photography. I wouldn't take a picture. That's silly. You've done it. When we get to writing, I, we tend to fall more towards me. So I think that's really the key. And I think a lot of organizations have that sense of empathy that's not real. It's, the, it's sort of the uh, surface empathy, if you will, or it may be just sympathy. And exactly. And I think what we kind of drill it down to, and, and we've been drawn on some of uh, uh, some information published by the Center for Creative Leadership. They've done some work on empathy, put out a, a white paper. We've been drawing on a little bit so we can certainly provide access to that through the notes. But but they drill it down as empathy certainly being positive and that uh, certainly showing you care is part of it, that authenticity uh, being aware of the needs of others. And that's, you know, that edge we always get into with emotional intelligence, that awareness. So that's a big component of emotional intelligence. But also it gets down to that building and maintaining relationships. And think about that. We know people might be listening and say, oh, empathy, you know, there's nothing new there. We're dealing with a multi-generational workforce right now where we don't share the same life experience. And you and I are dealing with it right now in the classroom. We've got millennials we're dealing with every day that have a, a very distinct life experiences. They, they've done, they've seen things as they were growing up. They've experienced technologies that we didn't. And so it's wired into them. And now we're looking at the next generation, whatever we end up naming them, that edge generation, they have a whole nother set. And so to be effective in this multi-generational workforce, we need to understand each other. We need to truly empathize with each other. Uh, and 
get those barriers broken down. So I think empathy is really going to be a, a hot item as we figure out how to deal with this new workforce. It's funny you bring up the millennials in the classroom because last semester I was having trouble with the technology in my classroom and I had a student in one class. I used the same classroom for two classes and the first class the student came up because I, I, I couldn't get resolved and he came up and said, it must be hard for you because of all this technology. And my reaction was, you know, okay, thanks. Appreciate that. We're, let's go without technology. The second class, a student came up, same problem, and the student said, let me try to fix that for you while you go ahead and I'm sure you can sort of set things up. And that was really empathetic. That was much more, hey, I have a different experience but I also understand how frustrating it is to be in front of the room when your technology doesn't work. And you can see my reaction is different to those two situations just in telling the story. The one is sort of, yeah, thanks for nothing. The other is, wow, you really, you've shown me something. And so after class, I asked that student why he came up and he said, because I was in this classroom last week, and I had to give a presentation, and I couldn't get it to work. So I had to do my presentation without my PowerPoint. So he had yeah. lived what I was going through, and he wanted to make sure I didn't go through the same thing. Because he knew the feelings that went behind that and the frustration and the difficulty that that would cause. Versus the other student who just, you know, it was nice they came up and said something, but not really useful. And I think that's sort of part of this is how do you get to the usefulness of it? And you can start to assign things to people more strategically when you know more of what's going on. But I want to make sure also, Toby, as I'm hearing us talk, I want to make sure we're not putting out the message to someone that they should just, you know, go into work on Monday or Tuesday and say, hey, so tell me your life story. Tell me about the big dark secret that you're not that you've never shared with me that's going to make me understand you so that we can work better together. It doesn't work that way. Correct? Correct. And and yeah, we wanted to to kind of wrap this up with okay, now what do I do about it? And and I think it does start with the listening, not the asking, but the listening. And when someone shows frustration and just to stop and say it seems like you're really frustrated with this, this assignment. I've seen you do similar assignments before. What's different this time? And that's that opportunity to engage and find out, well, this is a new software tool I'm not comfortable with. Or I've got some distractions. There's some tensions in, in the work in, with my coworker or, or outside of the work situation. So it, I think it really starts with us intentionally listening and, and watching for those cues. And then instead of letting them go or doing that uh, uh, passive, oh, I'm sorry, uh, is to really go ahead and ask that question. Hey, tell me, I don't understand. What? Tell me what, what's going on. I don't get it. How can I help? And really take that breath. And I think that's also what we see, though, of that other side of the argument and say, boy, empathy takes a lot of energy. And it does. Yeah, listening can be, especially for some of us, really taxing. And so uh, I think Harvard Business Review just last year had an article and they said, you know, empathy's not worth it. It uh, it takes a lot of energy. Uh, it's exhausting. There's a zero sum game that that like energy's in a uh, empathy's in a bucket. And, I, and if I if I give you a cup and him a cup and her a cup, then I won't have enough when I get home. So 
so there's some twisted visions of, of empathy. Um, but I, but I will accept the fact that, um, empathy does take energy. Uh, but from an organizational standpoint, we see the positive side and, and we see it as a, a return on assets, a return on investment where yes, I, I can't spend all day at the water cooler, you know, having open sessions to, to bond with my group, but, I do need to be ready to engage at that level at the right time and then move back into let's, let's get it done. So it's a, it's a tight edge that we're going to have to walk. You mentioned that white paper from the Center for Creative Leadership. I just want to read one sentence there, and it talks about leaders. It says, leaders today need to be more person-focused and be able to work with those not just in the next cubicle, but also with those in other buildings or other countries. And they set that up, and I like the the phrase person-focused. And empathy really gets at person-focused, not task-focused. You know, a lack of empathy is really task-focused, right? You're just going to do things. Person-focused is who's the right person for this, who can achieve this based on past experience, past success, what they know, what they bring to the table, all those things. So it's looking at a person or team more holistically, and drawing on that to make your best assessment of how to move forward. I think we probably, Toby, should draw the line there. That's the, uh, that is quite enough. I, my head's spinning from all that empathy talk. Um, and I, 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 think, I think we did make some headway, though, wouldn't you say? Absolutely. And I think about let's be uh, empathetic for uh, for you that are listening out there and saying, well, hold it, we just dumped a whole lot. So we'll put up some notes on this and, and folks can take a look at the uh, articles that we, we're drawing from and kind of map their own way into this. Absolutely. They'll be in the show notes that you can see if you go to SeriousSoftSkills.com slash nine for episode nine, you'll be able to find those show notes. If this is your first time listening to the Serious Soft Skills podcast, then welcome. We appreciate you trying us out. Hope you like what you hear. If you did, give us a review, maybe subscribe on iTunes or Google Play, both of which now feature what we're doing. Uh, all you have to do is search for Serious Soft Skills. If you um, are a returning visitor, thank you so much, and we hope you took some time to review what we're doing. We love reviews. It's good for us. It also helps other people find us. And now, Toby, let's look. I'm going to tease next week, and I'm going to be a little vague because we have a debate going on about what the next soft skill that we're going to talk about is. We're, we're trying to do these in a non-strategic order, but we usually, one or the other of us, empathy just spoke to me for this week. Uh, we don't know which one's going to speak to us for next week, so I guess that's an uh, invitation for someone to just see what comes. Until then, thanks for listening. Good day. And, of course, your favorite, Toby, good soft skills. You've been listening to Serious Soft Skills with your hosts, Dr. Tobin Porterfield and Bob Graham. If you like what you hear, then take a moment to review us on iTunes. Looking for more insights on soft skills? Then check out our website, SeriousSoftSkills.com, for blog posts, newsletters, and other resources. And look for a new episode of Serious Soft Skills every Wednesday.